Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. We are on our way to naming God, as the Bible does, and preliminary to this, we are making a few points of note. Thus far, we have two. First, we need to keep in mind that only God can name himself. Second, when God does name himself, he does so in human language. This is what we called divine accommodation. We talked about how the Bible uses anthropomorphic language to help us understand God. And for the sake of clarity, we put the anthropomorphic language into six categories with examples from the text of Scripture to go along with each one. If you missed that, do get the God Is podcast and listen. To get the free podcast is easy. Just visit godisministry.org. That's godisministry.org and find all the podcasts on the homepage. You can listen there or download them on your mobile device for easy listening on the go. I myself listen to many podcasts and most often do so during my morning exercise. I find this a good use of my time. Why not hear God is as you walk or run or lift weights? Or maybe while you drive to and from work or school or out shopping? Whatever it is you are doing and wherever it is you are going, Keep up to date on the teaching here on the God Is podcast found at GodIsMinistry.org. Today I want to move on to make a third point, but first let me tie together what has been said thus far. Quoting Herman Bavinck, We see, therefore, that the entire creation is mined in Scripture for the description of the knowledge of God. Almost no limit is set to the use of anthropomorphic language. He then quotes the great St. Augustine, who writes, Quoting Augustine now, All things can be said of God, but nothing can be said worthily of Him. Nothing is more widespread than this poverty of expression. You are looking for a fitting name for God? You will not find it. You try to speak of him in some way, you find that he is everything. Close quote. What does Augustine mean? We cannot really use feeble human language to say what needs to be said about God in the worthiest of manners that holy God deserves. We do have this poverty of expression. And as we learned last time, which is why, if you were not with us, I urge you to get the podcast and listen. As we learned last time, God is everything in the sense that God is all that our soul needs him to be. Augustine continues, God is all of these things to you. If you are hungry, he is bread to you. If you are thirsty, he is water to you. If you live in darkness, he is light to you. If you are naked, he is a garment of immortality to you. When this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, 
And that last part is a reference to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It will help you to digest these wise words, rich in meaning, if you think of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember when he told his disciples then and now, I am the bread of life. And when Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Or when our Lord said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. When you step back and have some space and quiet, think about this. God is all things to us. He is what we need him to be. He is what our souls need him to be. Oh, what blessed provision we have in our God. That was Augustine. Listen also to another prominent theologian, this time the Catholic, Bonaventure. God's glory requires this transference. For since God is greatly to be praised, lest he should ever lack praise because of a scarcity of words, Holy Scripture has taught us that the names of creatures, indefinite in number, should be transferred to God in order that just as every creature glorifies God, so also every name that is ascribed to creatures might glorify him. And in order that he who is so glorious that not one single name can do justice to him, for he surpasses, as it were, every name, he might be glorified by all the names. Well, those are Bonaventure's true words. The point is, using our words to say something worthily of God is impossible in the sense that our words are too limited to equate with his glory. And yet the Bible teaches us that the names of creatures that glorify God, these names can be transferred to God so that we might do justice to God by glorifying him. Hence, God is described, for example, as a lion, as an eagle, as a rock, and in all the other ways we talked about last time. The anthropomorphic language is used so that while not one single name can do justice to the Lord, for he surpasses every name, he might still be glorified by all the names. This is why the names of God are so important, and it is of immense value, this current study of ours. His names are expressions of his nature and of his character, and God helps us with the use of anthropomorphic language to name him in a most worthy manner. Would you like to hear what Augustine and Bonaventure had to say again? You can actually read them for yourself. When you get the podcast, click the link for Read Along, and this manuscript from which I speak will be automatically downloaded for you to read. I highly recommend you read along as you listen and save or print the document to be inserted in your Bible. I try to pack each edition of God Is with some meat for you to chew on and digest. I've learned that for many of you, that takes listening more than once. Hence, the podcast and the manuscript made available for you and anyone you want to share these with. 
Okay, let's move on to this third preliminary point. I promise you we are coming to the precise names of God in the Bible. We will do so after I make this third point. When we name God, we face a problem. As we name God, we are tempted to overemphasize one of God's attributes over and against all the other attributes in His divine being. Name God we must, but we must also be careful how we name Him. Bavink writes, The number of attributes God has revealed of Himself is so great that one cannot possibly sum them up completely. So we must either totally refrain from any description whatsoever, or else make a selection from among them. And this preeminent theologian says more. When a single attribute is chosen as foundational, it affects the total portrait of God. A wrong choice here points us to a different God than the one revealed in Scripture. Choosing love, for example, exposes us to the danger of regarding other attributes of God, such as righteousness and holiness, as less real. Close quote. This is a great insight, friends. And even the example Bavink gives speaks to our contemporary temptation. And by this, I mean a temptation many Christians fall into. That is, to take one attribute of God, let's say his love, and to make that the be-all and end-all of God. Love is God in his totality. So, love becomes the most important part of God and the reason for his being. But while love is absolutely an attribute of God, it is not his only attribute. So if we name God only as love, then we are sunk. We have not properly understood all of who God is. The current tendency for Christians and churches is to overemphasize the names of God such as love, mercy, grace, and kindness— and to underemphasize the names of God such as holy, righteous, just, and judge. We must name God, but we must name him with the names Scripture provides us. All of them. Some more pertinent words from Babink as we get ready to close. God reveals himself to finite creatures by many names, because the divine essence is so infinitely and profusely rich that we cannot grasp it all at once. And God relates to us in many ways, now in one relationship, then in another. Although it is always the same being who confronts us in these names, each name by itself gives us a succinct statement of what that being truly is in its infinite fullness. Wow, how very insightful this is. Well, be aware of this temptation as we proceed. You know, as God reveals himself, so he is, and in his names he becomes knowable to us. And there is so much more to God than we will ever know But even what we do know requires a massive and unending exploration. In this ministry focused on God, we have so much more to do, 
so much more to learn about him. I will remind you of these preliminary points next time, and then we will move into learning the names of God. So plan to be with us and invite someone else to join you as together we continue to discover who God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.